This is the Inspiration Science Podcast, your guiding podcast on evolving your own science and life to holistically thrive. We believe there is no general way of living and healing, but your universal way. You succeed the highest when you do you. On this podcast, we'll dive into deep conversations on mental health and aligning purpose to business for enlightening harmony in life. I'm your host, Osin June. Welcome everyone to the Inspiration Science Podcast. I'm so excited to welcome today with me my new guest. It's Christina Mochio. She is a fitness professional, hype woman, business owner, creator, a performance mm. coach, investor, and after all, a human being. And I think that's so unique because, you know, as an entrepreneur, we have so many different roles mm-hmm. and so many skill set. I feel like it's almost as if we're an artist and after all, still a human being. Same thing with all celebrities and stars out there. So thank you so much, Christina, for coming on my show. I've been following you for a while and I felt so inspired from what you've built, where you started as well. And you know, I think you're a great person to give a lot when it comes to life through adversity, the resilience, like what's going on behind the scenes as an entrepreneur that we don't see and where you're at right now. So thank you so much for coming. Yeah. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here. And, um, I was actually digging through our old DMS when, um, we were getting ready for this podcast. And I remember like our first conversation a while ago. So it's been really cool to see you, you know, take over and create the show and really bring in some, um, some voices. So it's been awesome to see. Thank you so much. Yeah. Yes. To start off the whole conversation, what would you say is your biggest superpower that you have or the biggest gift that you have as a human being? Yeah, it's a great question. Um, and it's funny because I remember when I was an entrepreneur, that was one of the things that like you start with, right? You're like, what's your superpower? What's your, mm-hmm. you know, and um, I had asked 10 different people. It was one of my like pieces of homework from my coach at the time. And he was like, ask 10 people, like what they, what they see as your superpower and just like start to feel into it. And um, all of, I think there were like eight out of the 10 people said um, my ability to see people and hear people. And to me, I was like, that is such a cool way to um, look at a superpower is using, mm-hmm. you know, the empathetic side and also really like pulling in what people need. Right. Mm-hmm. So I would say that I think that's a fun one. Um, and it allows you to connect deeper with people, which, um, was originally my, my thought on superpower. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. And indeed, I think active listening is a huge one as well as empathy. It's missing so much in these days, leadership and, you know, work going on in the world. So that's amazing. And in terms of your entrepreneurship, you know, what was for you the main reason why you've started initially and what led you to do what you do right now, being a fitness professional and, you know, overall entrepreneur? To be honest, um, I always knew and this probably goes for a lot of entrepreneurs. We Mm -hmm. start off on a track of like what we should be doing, right? Mm -hmm. We should go to college. We should graduate. We should get a job Mm -hmm. in, you know, New York city and we should be, you know, doing X, Y, Z. And that was a big thing for me. Um, mainly because, you know, I went to a, a pretty accredited school. Um, and that was like the, that was like the track that a lot of people took for me. I always knew that there was something more than 
working for someone or working Mm -hmm. in a situation that, um, you know, wasn't directly related to my passion. When I started Mm -hmm. to recognize that my work life and my passion were so separated, I really started to crave, like, how do I tie these together? Right. Mm -hmm. How do these actually like work in sync, um, in a way that facilitates change in the world. Right. Mm -hmm. And lights me up because if I'm doing this for, six to seven to eight to nine to 10 hours a day. Like I better Mm -hmm. freaking love it. Right. So that was a big thing for me, um, was kind of going against the, Hey, you should be doing this or, Hey, when you graduate, you should look at, at, you know, jobs Mm -hmm. here. Right. And going against that grain to really think about, well, no, what do I want instead of what, what should be right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, I I think it's so powerful because I feel it kind of reminds me on, you know, a sentence like I feel change a lot in my life, which is like you have to get rid of all the shoots and labels and third party stories that people put on you. And I Mm -hmm. feel it's really hard for people to live a life that is true to themselves because of all the things that, you know, that is just kind of expected in society. Absolutely. And, you know, like in that way, you kind of universally find like your way because it's also so many different ways on how to run a business. It's so many different strategy. And the thing is, every strategy works when it's optimized. But like, which strategy like fits you? What's like the way that excites you to run a business? What's your experience on that? You know, like you've been in a space for a while. You probably tried different things, different mentors. You know, what's kind of the things you experience to find kind of the way that really excited you to run a business from? Um, I think it had to start from within, to be honest. Um, and again, really getting clear on like what I wanted. Um, and then I started to gravitate towards people who were either doing something similar or um, mm-hmm. I was inspired by, right? I think um, in a life, and I, I know a lot of empaths can probably relate to this, like you become a sponge of different energies, right? Mm-hmm. But as you become a sponge of different energies, you also become victim to different energies, right? Mm-hmm. And so being able to break out of that and say like, well, where where do I want to spend my time? Mm-hmm. And who are those people that I can get in my circle and, and put myself around so that we actively together elevate the, you know, the um, frequency of our conversations, the work that we're doing, our ideas, our thoughts. Um, and for me, it was really seeking out groups of people that, I was really inspired by, you know, um, I don't think for me, and this is like a big, a big, big, big thing that I see in entrepreneurship is that jealousy or that comparison. Mm -hmm. And I always invite people to see, like, if you feel that jealous or that envy or that, you know, comparison, I invite you to like, reach out to that person. Right. And say, you know, how did you get here? Because the curiosity of seeing something that you want to emulate is actually going to bring the knowledge into into your own brain to then create as well, right? So I think it's more of a open your open your lens to different opportunities and different challenges that present as maybe those like quote unquote negatives, right? Mm-hmm. And surround yourself with people that are doing it, you know? Yeah. Um which was a big big thing for me because I went from corporate to um you know in in my corporate life I was um a sales engineer. Mm-hmm. Did I want to do that? No. Was I great at sales? Yeah. Cause I loved people. Mm-hmm. And what I realized is I would look around in any of my meetings and I'd be like, none of these people are inspiring me. Like not one. Mm-hmm. And so for me, I was like, I'm in the wrong environment. There's mm-hmm. nothing, there's nothing good or bad about it, but I'm not where I need to be. 
Right. Yeah. So that was a big, a big shift. Yep. Wow. And it's so powerful, especially you mentioned like the environment, the people to be really protective about it. Like yeah. these days have been like also like much more strict, you know, every three months, like I take time, like how, like who are the people I spend the most time with, like whether it's online or offline, how do they financially, spiritually, mentally, emotionally affect yeah. me? And then sometimes you got to cut off very strict, you know, like really strict boundaries and, or you got to, you know, seek new friends exactly. for yourself. Like, how do you like protect your energy and how did you change your environment, you know, from being corporate and not having the network yet that you have today? Sure. Like what happened in the process to build it up? Yeah. I think when it become when it becomes a conversation that you have with yourself around protecting your own energy, it stemmed from worth. Right. Mm -hmm. And the space that I was in, I was an athlete growing up. I was a gymnast for 14 years. I was always around, um, you know, that very, I mean, even when you look back at gymnastics, right, you're judged by four or five people who are watching you in a leotard, right? It's like, mm -hmm. it's a prime example of how disordered behavior around body dysmorphia or disordered mm -hmm. behavior around eating, whatever it may be. Right. Mm -hmm. And so I realized, um, that, you know, that, that judgment space, like it started at a super young age. Right. And yeah. what all, what it also impacted is how do I value myself and mm -hmm. where is my worth coming from? And what I started to realize is that worth was always associated with a number, right? Mm -hmm. Number on a scale, number of, you know, dollars that I made one month, number of deals that I closed, number of friends that we have, number of followers is always associated with numbers. Yeah. And so I think where it comes to protecting your energy and really valuing your time is like, how do you, where do you, I guess, measure your own worth? And if you know you're worthy of more, or you know that you're in a position that isn't giving you what you're worth, then you mm -hmm. leave it. It's a very easy decision. So I think the work actually starts within, right? Yeah. When it, when it becomes to protecting your energy and knowing, you know, what's a good investment of your time and your thought and your, you know, creativity and all the things that yeah. create you, you know? Yeah, no, that that's so important. And I think, you know, like when you own your self-worth more, I mm -hmm. also realize it starts, you start to make more money, you start to have better relationships, you have better health. Like yeah. your self-worth is literally like the new net worth, you know, like you become a magnet. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. You become a magnet of like all the things that you know you're worthy of, right? Yeah, absolutely. And yeah. in terms of like what I'm also curious of, and I, yeah. I recently realized the thing when it comes to different energetics, you know, like men, they operate different in business than women. Mm -hmm. And like we as women, we are very emotionally wired. We have our intuition, we flow, we allow, we just be. Some people don't even care about their KPIs and the metrics and guys yeah. are very straightforward. Like sure. here's the strategy, do your outreach, you know? And I feel like both are important. Like you need assistance, you need the strategy you need to yep. be you know proactive but also you mentioned a very in in interesting statement which is like beingness can create the life you want like just 100 be, be the women you know so how like can you elaborate a bit more about that statement what you mean by that absolutely and i don't even know if it's necessarily like a sex thing like male versus female i think it is the energy and where it's rooted right mm -hmm. and so yes that femininity that feminine energy is very flowy it's very trusting it's very nurturing right that's great if you look at your business right and this is mm -hmm. what i would coach is like your business is 
compartmentalized, right? You have five aspects of your business. You have operations, you have sales, you have marketing, you have product, and you have your finances, Mm -hmm. right? And different energies create different um, outcomes in each of these aspects, right? Mm -hmm. The feminine is really great when you're working with clients. If you're a coach, right? You need that emotional side. You need to be Mm -hmm. able to empathize. I think even in leadership, one of the key elements of being a good leader is empathy. Mm -hmm. So if you don't have that, that's something that you get to practice, right? Then you look at the masculine energy, the data, the analytics, the let's look at how last month went in order to predict for this month. That's very necessary, right? And I think with the masculine energy, a lot of the business decisions are driven by masculinity or are driven by results and Mm. and data, right? Versus like, the emotional piece, the content creation, the, it's very feminine, right? Even my body language, I'm like, floating yeah. because that's just what it feels like. Right. Mm-hmm. So I think in, in regards to business, both, both really are important. And I think, um, what happens with entrepreneurs is they lean one way or the other and they yeah. stay one way or the other, instead of practicing a really beautiful balance of the two and allowing those two things to like interweave as well. Yeah. What's been your personal, you know, experience on that? Did you feel like you had one extreme of the other, like once you started out or, you know, like how do you harmonize? Yeah. Yeah. I think it's, it's such a good question. Um, and looking back, I think when I first started in, in the entrepreneur world, I was very feminine, like very flowy, very, like I have all the time in the world and everything's Mm -hmm like, you know, everything's coming to me, right. It was, it was actually very organic as I started to grow the business and look at the data, the metrics, the results, the, this, the, that I became very, I almost swayed the other way and was super masculine. And I almost lost that balance of the feminine. Mm -hmm. Um, and it wasn't until I was in, um, a mastermind And one of the coaches had mentioned, you know, like you've really nailed this feminine thing. And I was like, really? Because I've been told the last two years of business that I am like all masculine energy, Mm -hmm. all, you know, checklists Mm -hmm. and, and checkpoints and smashing goals and doing all of like the very hard, rigid, structured things. Mm -hmm. And that to me was like, wow, I've really harnessed this feminine energy that, um, you know, sometimes we lose in translation as we start to focus on different areas of the business and we start Mm -hmm. to really like prioritize the areas of the business. But, um, you know, I think we're always in flow, right? We're emotional beings. We're, um, we're also very structured beings and, and, you know, creatures of habit even. Right. And so Mm -hmm. we can flow in and out of them. And it's being, it's about being very intentional about making room for both. Yeah. Okay. Wow. Thank you so much for the share. It's so beautiful. And it's very, as you mentioned, it doesn't have to be like too separate because I feel in the world, everything is kind of, you can either separate black or white or it's either like connected as one unified thing. And, you know, another thing that I'm also curious on when it comes to leadership, it's so important as an entrepreneur to always lead in good, bad times. And, you know, for yourself, what has been one of the things that you had to let go? Because I think it's also a lot about letting go. So, you can rise to next level, such as, you know, the control level thing. So what has been some of the things that you had to let go of that was not that easy in first place? So I think there's two sides of this, right? I think there's the personal side and I think there's the professional business side, right? Mm -hmm. When it came to business, um, one of the 
biggest challenges I would say that I had as in starting in, in business and starting my, my own business was delegation, right. Mm -hmm. And being able to let go pieces of the business that maybe I could do really well, but someone could do better. Right. Mm -hmm. Or things that I could do, but were taking up time that I could be spending elsewhere that were actually going to be better result driven, you know, Mm -hmm. um, tasks for the business. Mm -hmm. Right. So this kind of idea of like, I can do it all, but do I need to? was a really beautiful like release and a really beautiful transition that I experienced in entrepreneurship. I think on the flip side, when you enter into entrepreneurship, there's also the personal side, right? Mm-hmm. There's the, I started when I was in, you know, officially, I would say early twenties, right? Yeah. And then you have friends that are still going out all the time and they're not working on the weekends and they're getting into relationships and those relationships are leading to marriage. And then, you know, now I'm in my early thirties and it's like, okay, kids and this and that. And so it's allowing yourself to, again, break free of those shoulds like, oh, you're, you know, 30, what shouldn't you have kids by now? Right. Oh my God. Yeah. All the things, you know, yeah. And, and it's really, really interesting because I think there were, um, you know, these, these both positive and negative connotations around like stages of life that I was in Mm -hmm. that I felt like I should be doing something versus not and allowing myself to let go and create space to build and step into my own vision, not someone else's Mm -hmm. was a really powerful practice that I think in release and in letting go um, from a personal standpoint was, it was crucial. Yeah. Well, but that's so true. I think, you know, like there are a lot of these things throughout the career, like it always comes and goes. Like if you get rid of one of the shoots, you get the next shoot, like someone down the road. And I also think, you know, as we get more influential and you have more success, it also means you get more opportunities, like great opportunities. And, and as we go, it's like your filter also has to upgrade on the same level, like as your opportunities. So you have to maintain a focus on what's really Really important to you like how do you do this for yourself you know say yes to the powerful opportunities but say also powerfully no yeah. to the ones that are really distract totally I believe and this could be you know a contrasting thought I believe when you are so clear on your vision those decisions of should I or should I not are so easy to make right mm-hmm. or not even easy I think easy is kind of a a relative word to use there, but maybe simple, right? You're like, of course, I'm not going to do that. Or of course I'm going to do that, Mm -hmm. right? Because it's so, you're so connected to what that North star, that, that vision, that why is Mm -hmm. that, um, all those little decisions that maybe feel very challenging could be because you're not, you're not connected. Right. And I think that's where a lot of that feminine embodiment, you know, that type of work really comes in because once you're connected, it's like, no, that doesn't make sense. Right. Or no, my time is valued elsewhere. So absolutely not. Or, you know, I, I know when we first, um, when I had first started in, in entrepreneurship, it was like, Hey, will you teach all these free classes? And will you promote like our protein bars and do this and do that? And it was all, you know, amazing for exposure and for growth. And I had to get to a point where I was like, no, like, I'm not going to do that because now my audience and what I've been able to create right there. It's not an even exchange. Right. And so it's, it really is interesting. Um, you know, the, the worthiness conversation that we even started with is understanding your worth 
but also having that North star and that vision and knowing what it takes, um, not even knowing what it takes, but trusting what it takes to get there makes those decisions so simple. Yeah, no, that's, that's so true. I think when you have clarity, like there's a lot of power in that where you can filter out the things and people know their values, what's important or not as well. And, yeah. you know, another thing that I would be curious on is, you know, throughout the whole entrepreneurship, there's a lot of up and down the emotional roller coaster as well. And, you know, you probably went through a lot of adversity as well. What was one of the things in your journey that left you really frustrated and was a huge adversity that you overcame? Um, with frustration, I think there's, this is where like the woo woo side of me, the, like, (laughs) you know, the, the, um, very mindful conscious side of me comes in because I think frustration will pass. Mm -hmm. Right. I never, and I had to learn this in so many different ways and I learned it once and I did it again and again and again. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, but frustration is one of those like lower frequencies, right. Mm -hmm good decisions or high frequency decisions aren't going to be made in low frequency places. Mm -hmm. So I think with frustration, um, and one of probably something that caused a lot of frustration was being in a reactive state in business versus allowing that energy to pass and make decisions out of higher frequency. Nothing Mm -hmm. is that urgent in your business. Mm -hmm. I'll be the first one to say it. Nothing is that urgent. And right. When we create space to allow that energy to pass or come out or do whatever, go, go do 10 jumping jacks and see how you feel like allow that energy to actually move in your body. Then you can start to make decisions from a less reactive space and a more mindful, conscious, proactive space. So I think honestly, and this is kind of a, it's an interesting question because, um, acting out of frustration was actually probably one of the frustrating things that I did in business right? Or acting Mm -hmm. out of scarcity or acting out of, um, like I said, a lower frequency Mm -hmm. created more challenge in business. Yeah. No, but it makes sense. You know, when you're frustrated and you create something out of frustration, you get more frustrated and then it's off because of the fact that you're now pissed off. So you create like double layers of emotions. You're like, what did I just create? Like that's powerful manifestation, right? Or like bringing whatever to the universe. It's like the universe doesn't know negatives. And so how do you get into a space of high frequency to attract more high frequency? Yeah, that makes sense. And, you know, in in all of the things, you said a very interesting statement in the beginning as well. It was, what did you choose into or out of anything that you desired? You know, is there anything you can share a bit more on that? Yeah, I think it's funny because we were just talking about how life isn't really black or white. Like there Mm -hmm. is a really big gray space, right? And I love the gray space. However, there are decisions that we can make on a Mm -hmm. daily basis, that's choose in or choose out. If it doesn't work, don't do it. Right. Mm -hmm. And I think when we really simplify it and like pull it down to, you know, even like a, a, a toddler level, right. Mm -hmm. Kids have temper tantrums really fast. The energy passes, they're good to go. Mm -hmm. Right. Kids are very easy to say one thing or the other. They're not leading with their head. They're more driven by their heart and what feels good. Mm -hmm. Right. So I think in terms of choice, Mm-hmm. Something that we always get to remember as entrepreneurs is like, we didn't have to do this, right? Mm-hmm. We didn't have to be here. We didn't have to create this. Like no one was forcing us to create a business. Um, no one was forcing us to follow our passion. No one was forcing us to X, Y, Z, 
right? If you're living out of a life of should, yeah, you're probably going to feel like that. Like, yeah. oh, I have to do this. Or I, someone told me I needed to do this. You're not living your own vision. And so I think when we look at the idea of choice and we get into a conversation of choice, right? Mm-hmm. Everything we do is a choice. Yeah. Right? Yeah, and it's, it's true. It's so powerful to even just like break it down and be like, wow, is it really that freaking simple? Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. Yeah. You know? Yeah, it's, you know, one of the things that really blew my mind was when sometimes things get like too simple, too good. It's like, you know, like I had this thing. You doubt it. Yeah, Yeah. it's like, oh my God, like I need to overcomplicate it, you know, like something's wrong. Like, why am I not, you know, more busy? Why is it not complex, you know, whereas it has to be in that way. And it's also interesting what you said with the children, like they know yes or no. When you have a clarity, like vision clear on that, you're like, yes or no. But one thing is also like good. I think like we have like three hearts, like we have like the decision making thing. We have our intuition, the mind the logical things and then we have our intuition that is not that logical we just feel we have Mm. our heart which is the center of that knows all the answers and then we have the gut the gut health you probably know it drives a lot of decision as well so it's like all three when you take big decisions you know like it's sometimes it's really tricky because your intuition literally tells you ah that's the right thing but then your logical mind says but that i should not do that that and that and that you know here's the Mm -hmm. data like how do you take really big decisions where you're really divided into two things yeah well it's this idea right of like oh it's too good to be true it must be too good to be true Mm -hmm. we're basing that again this is so interesting that we're back in this conversation but we're basing that on our worth if we're saying it's too good to be true, we're basically saying you don't deserve this. So mm-hmm. something's got to be wrong. Mm-hmm. Or one thing that I think when looking back on entrepreneurship, especially in the fitness space, right, is everything needs to be hard to be worthy, mm-hmm. right? Or I, I had to struggle to get here because if I struggled to get here, then I really deserved it. And I worked my no. ass off to be here, right? Yes. It's like this really interesting thing. So you're like, wait, that was easy. And that was too good to be true. So let me like find a way to manipulate myself into thinking like something's wrong, right? <laughs> yeah. Or or you get into this, oh, it's too good to be true. So let me like actually think of things that can go wrong. So I start attracting them. Yeah, let's add the drama on top. But it's like, true. It's like a movie. It's, it's like so true. Yeah. So paradise like it's so beautiful, the perfect movie. You're like, hmm, like there's nothing going on. Let's add some explosions there. You know, yeah. it feels in that way. Yeah. Really interesting. And you it's... know, with the the things I would, you know, I think, you know, as a spiritual person, you understand the side of when things go a bit deeper. And mm-hmm. I feel there are a lot of people they are like running business not in a very spiritual way, although they're also spirit by themselves. Sure. How do you incorporate like spirituality into your business like is there like certain practices routines or something that you do that you know boosts that and helps you yeah one of the um more simple ways that I connect back to that is breath work um to be honest it's successful anywhere you don't even need technology you don't need wi-fi you don't need anything crazy um but it's it it always reminds me that if you have your breath you're worthy enough right? And having your breath means that you can be grateful. Having your breath means that you can create having your breath, meaning, you know, it's, it's an access point to understand how simple we can create, 
right? And how simple it is to actually live, Mm -hmm. right? And that's something to be grateful for. So um, for me, like any of those moments where I'm feeling disconnected or I'm feeling like Mm -hmm. unbalanced or I'm swaying either, you know, one way or the other is like, come back to your breath and really understand like, you know, that, that gratitude practice that it, it centers you. Right. Um, I actually had a, a conversation with another entrepreneur this morning and we always, she lives on the West coast and I live on the East coast and we'll always send e- uh, each other pictures of the moon. And we'll be mm-hmm. like, that is so interesting to think about how little we are in this planet. And we still get to look up at the same exact moon together. Right. And it's little moments like that, where you come back to it and you're like, huh, okay, I'm grounded. I feel connected. And you can almost like recalibrate yourself. But that's so beautiful. But it's true. You know, it's like, you know, like the moon is such a beautiful example, like how things are so interconnected. It's like the the world is such a big playground. And yet it's so small. I also realized that in the entrepreneurial yeah. space, like everyone knows everyone. Like when you're on the top, yeah. you know, the network is like, oh, you know her. Oh, my God. He or she is following him and her. And like everyone is kind of interconnected. So yeah. it's kind of not too big, you know, the space. And that's where I think too, like the spirituality piece comes in is like, if you know that we're all connected and we also are probably very aware that the earth would still rotate without humans on here, Mm -hmm. right? It's got something figured out. So we can, we can allow like, you know, we can trust that once in a while, right? If not Mm -hmm. a lot, because it knows what's going on. It knows which way to move and it, it just does it right. It just is. And, um, you know, I love these conversations because I can literally go in 20 different directions and then be like, huh, what did she actually ask me? But I think in, <laughs> in regards to spirituality is like just remembering that there's something greater going on than like human beings on this planet. There's something that's working together. And sometimes we can just trust if we can just trust that um, that rotation or that pole is going to support us. Let it go. Let the let the wheel go, you know? Yes. But it's true. There's so much magic that happens in the space as well when we allow that. And also, you know, what has been for you one of the biggest spiritual awakenings that you experienced like throughout your journey? Um, there's been a lot. Um, and it's funny because before I got into entrepreneurship, um, a little bit of my background, my dad actually was diagnosed with ALS when I was nine years old. Um, and ALS, for those of you who don't know is, um, it's a terminal disease and it basically like paralyzes you and leaves your brain completely intact. And so for me as a nine-year-old kid, I'm like, what are those three letters? And what does that mean? And how can your body deteriorate, but your brain's fully functioning? Like, how does this all work? And so a lot of like that spiritual piece, um, cause I grew up Catholic and, um, was baptized. And, uh, after that, I was not connected to a religion. I was like, I'm done. If there's really a God, there's no way that this could happen. And I almost went to the other extreme, right. Which is mm-hmm. funny because a lot of times what we do is we just completely rotate and we go to the other extreme. Right. Mm-hmm. And I think without even knowing it, I started on like a very spiritual path right? Um, Mm -hmm. Especially as my dad, you know, declined. And then eventually when he passed, I was like, how can I, like, I know his spirit's still there. So Mm -hmm. how can I stay connected? And there were a lot of practices that I've done, whether it's been like mediumship and Reiki and healing and 
going and learning and just different ways to integrate it. Um, so I think when, when I look back, the journey actually for me probably started when I was like in my early teens, which is crazy, but I would have never said I was a spiritual person, right? I wouldn't, I wouldn't have even put a label on it. Yeah. Right. Um, which is interesting because it's always been such a draw for me in the entrepreneurial world. Yeah. Wow. And how did that experience with your dad like really impact you? Like what was kind of the influence and the things that left on you? Yeah. Um, a lot, to be honest. It's, yeah. And I think entrepreneurship is a very beautiful way to see different, um, opportunities within yourself, right? It's a mirror. It's like, Hey sis, here's your mirror. Good luck building a business. If you have this going on, you have this childhood trauma, you have this, you have that, you have this, you have that. Right. And it really is a cool opportunity to do a lot of the, um, inward work. Right. So Mm -hmm. something I'd mentioned earlier on this podcast, right. Was, um, one of the hardest things that I learned was to delegate right within my business. When I was a kid, when I was nine years old, the best practice that I could do was do everything for myself because my mom was taking care Mm -hmm. of my dad. Then I was eventually taking care of my dad with my mom. And so it's like, you learn these things because they work for you in that moment. Right. And just like a business, I say this to entrepreneurs all the time, right. When they're like, well, why doesn't this work anymore? You outgrow strategies, Mm -hmm. whether it's in your business or strategies for survival. When you're a kid, you outgrow them. So what we once learned doesn't always need to work for us, nor will it always work for us. Mm-hmm. Right. So there were a lot of things that I think I learned very early that looking back, mm-hmm. I needed it. Right. I needed to, you know, fend for myself, that whole lone wolf mentality, like that was real. Mm-hmm. And then you get into entrepreneurship and all of a sudden you have a team working under you and they're like, why are you doing my job? Delegate, like, give it to me right? Like that's why you literally pay me. And it's, again, it's, it's that mirror, right? And it's understanding, you know, how these things came about and the, then the very gracious unlearning of those things Mm -hmm. to then relearn a new strategy. That's, that's really powerful because I, I kind of hear, you know, when I listen to you kind of the evolution, it's like constant and everything that always. is life is always evolving. Like you go through so many identity shifts. I remember how I started out as, you know, copywriter, digital marketer, affiliate marketer. Mm, I remember that. Network. Yeah. It's like, you know, like you go through so many shifts and then also you mentioned the mirror. I think it's the same thing for relationships. I realized when I met my boyfriend, like it reflects back, like you, you cannot hide your insecurities. Like all your trauma comes up. The things it's like the the spiritual awakening is sometimes really painful. Like it's not as as enlightening, like, wow, you know, like you have the angelic wing and that's not great, but it's like, you're crying. It's like a disaster. It's (laughs) so I feel like, yeah, the identity shift is really important. And like for yourself, what do you think has been for you the biggest identity shift that has taken place? I guess like many, but are there like really profound identities that you really shifted in your journey? It's so interesting because I feel like as these shifts continue to happen, Mm -hmm. I'm like, this is my favorite one yet. Like right Mm -hmm. now I'm in my like favorite season. Right. Mm-hmm. I um sold a business last year. I got married last year. We traveled a bunch. Like mm-hmm. I felt like I was in my best season. And yet I know it's not done. Mm-hmm. And I think it's really interesting because when we think about earth, right, as mm-hmm. it is, science, whatever you want to say, right? Mm-hmm. 
the the way that our earth rotates and the way that our, and I live in Boston, so we see seasons, but we're cyclical. Everywhere we look, we're cyclical, right? We're always coming back through cycles. We're always like in and out of seasons. Mm -hmm. And that rotation is very similar to us. And I think it would be crazy to think that the entrepreneur that we started as is the same one we are today. If we're the same entrepreneur that we started as, we did, we did something wrong. We missed some, some boat. Mm -hmm. Right. But, um, I do believe that that idea of seasons and shift is like something that oftentimes humans kind of resist like, Mm -hmm. Oh, change. It's scary. Why does it have to be who created the story that changes scary? Mm -hmm. Right. When we know that we're going in a cycle, we know that we're going to come back to a season. It's just going to look different and that's it. Right. It's all about simplifying. Yeah, I, I love that. It doesn't have to be scary. It can be so exciting. Like I feel I so inspired. Like I'm right? sometimes like explosive out of this inspiration of, oh my God, that's the next shift. And it's like, every time I speak like with friends, you know, in entrepreneurship, it's like, hey, how are you doing? They're like, yeah, you know, sis, I had this realization. And then next week, oh, I have a shift. I have a next shift. I have this thing. I realize. So I always realize it is a lot about realizations. Like every day you realize, every day you shift and do things yeah. well. I and agree. yeah, I mean, Christina, thank you so much for sharing your story so far. It's been really inspiring. Um, The last question to wrap up the whole podcast would be, do you have a specific life motto or a quote that you daily live by that really inspires you? Oh, yeah. Um, A couple actually. And it's, it's interesting because I feel like as I go through those seasons, I find different ones to like, I, I re- resonate with different ones yeah. right Right now, to be honest. Um, something I always remind myself is you attract what you want mm-hmm. and, or yeah, it, it's, it's more about right. The attraction, you don't attract what you want. You attract what you are. Right. So mm-hmm. if you want to attract something, you get to be it now in order to attract that thing. Right. So you yeah. want to be, you want to be loved. You want to find a relationship. Okay. Be love. Mm-hmm. Right. You want to be strong. You want to be an athlete, start being strong today. Right. And it's really about thinking, you know, more in that attraction based living where mm-hmm. you're just being it, you're trying it on. It's like a piece of clothing. You're like, does this feel good? Does it look good? Do I like feel good in it. Otherwise take it off and put something else on. Right. Um, and I think it, it, it really simplifies that process for me and understanding that, you know, whatever I want to be, I can be it. Mm -hmm. And I get to start being it now. Like, Mm -hmm. I don't need to wait for something to be ready or, you know, the next promotion to hit or the next, you know, Mm -hmm. client to come on, like, no, just be it now. Yeah. So, that that is you know such a great thing it melts in with the whole you know phrase that we said the being creates the life that you desire if you just embody that as well so you're already there um so in terms of like the you know like how can people also get in touch with you and also potentially work with you so you can find me on instagram that's probably the best place to go um it's just at cmooch c-m-o-o-c-h Um, and in terms of working right now, I have a lot of things going on. It's very exciting. Um, I'm feeling very much so like you right now because I'm like, Ooh, I'm so inspired. Ooh, I want to do this. Um, so I am working with one-on-one clients right now. 
Um, I'm launching a podcast next week. So prepare to come on to mine. I can't wait to have you. And yeah, I'm hosting a retreat in July for um, more of that mindset, uh, conscious living experience. And I'm launching a platform for athletes in the next two months. So a lot of things to, to be on the lookout for. Um, but if anyone is either, you know, resonated with a lot of what we talked about today, I'm always down to talk more about it. I love this stuff. Clearly I could nerd out, out on it all day. Um, so you could just shoot me a message on Instagram would be fine. Perfect. Thank you so much, Christina. I'm going to tag your socials below. So for all the people just tuning in, let us know what your takeaway was and tag us also on the story if you listen to this episode and give Christina a follow, hit her up if you want to, you know, get more in shape. She does also like fitness. We couldn't go deeper into that. Today's (laughs) topic was a lot about spirituality, about being, allowing. And I think it's such a key element or foundation towards all the other things that is built up on that. Um, Owning our self-worth to have better fitness to make more money in business and just feeling more fulfilled so thank you so much christina for coming thank you thanks for having me okay beautiful souls thank you so much for taking time out of your day life to untangle wisdom and abundance on all levels if you feel connection to this audio experience share it with your friends follow us on instagram your universal way and my personal instagram Austin june o-double-c-i-n-j-u-n and always remember there is no right or wrong way just your universal way see you next time